0: You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our League's Cup break discussion. Fantasy impacts of Messi. That's right, we're talking the GOAT. This episode is brought to you by... David Beckham? Enough said. Uh, No, actually brought to you by the amazing MLS Fantasy Insider Patreon supporters. It's because of you that we are able to keep this project going. Learn more at patreon.com slash mlsfi. I'm your host, Reed Connolly, from mlsfantasyboss.com, and tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, freshly back from vacation, Ashley Savage and Belaine Riffle. How are you all doing? I'm good.
1: Yeah, doing great.
0: There we go. I did it right this time to give Blaine the opportunity to have his uh, his kickoff right there. I yeah. I didn't I didn't do the right lead in last week, so, so Blaine was usurped by the guest. Okay. It's okay. Everything it happened.
2: The it guests happens. came first. That's right.
0: Everything it was a nice gesture to our round table. but this week, uh, I'm just going to start out right here. I caused some confusion, and I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. <laughs> So the original plan was last week we were going to talk fantasy strategy and this week we were going to talk about Messi and his fantasy impacts on the MLS fantasy game. So I know you've keep it focused, keeping it focused. However, we had some of our guests fall through, schedules weren't working out. And so for a second, I was pivoting last week to go ahead and talk about Messi because that was frankly the easier discussion topic. Um, but that meant Ashley wasn't going to get to partake and she would have been very upset because that was something she has cares very much about. Uh, <laughs> so we ended up changing last week's episode to Wednesday so that the, our guests could come, we had a great discussion talking about general fantasy strategy, which was the original idea. Uh, at, at one point last week, I did pull our Discord community and ask them for questions. And that's what a lot of our content tonight is based around is the feedback that we got from the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community. Uh, but tonight we are talking about Messi. So for those of you, when I mentioned it, thought, wait, this again? N- no, not this again. <laughs> but yes, at one point was and, yeah. and is now. So we, did. um, we, we did. didn't do it. We didn't do it. I felt really bad. And when I figured out how to do it so that Ashley could still be here and avoid her wrath, it was that was the easy solution for what we were going to do. So uh, guys, are you excited?
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was excited. I think I talked about this episode one of this season, right? I mean, <laughs> I, I feel true. like I, I I would love to go back. I'll check it. Yeah, I mean, I've been excited about this since Inter-Miami became a team um, for, for quite some time because I knew something like this, if not this exact thing, would happen. So I'm pumped.
0: And we're just even more excited after the breaking news of Zella going to a Saudi Arabian team that uh, we were able to to yeah. secure that so uh definitely some some competition there but uh yes super excited so yes I, I, and i know blaine your love for argentina as you talked about in the past there's some connection here for you as well so very excited for and you've you've teased some things every now and then as well so we will we'll make sure this this happens um so yeah we'll just jump right into it uh the goat is in the game and uh, Skylar did not take my suggestion and give the whole game a makeover in in pink. Though there's yeah. I, there's there's still time. There's still time, man. There's just a couple of weeks left. We can still make this happen. Though it's so I hot guess right now it, it is. But people might confuse this with the Barbie movie theme too. Sure. So I I don't know what happens. There's a lot of pink flying around right now. So it's, yeah. it's an opportunity for fantasy. Um, <laughs> but no, like I'm sure everyone has just heard a lot of messy discussion it's plastered mls it's plastered all of the communities and for very good reason and you might be on the verge of just being sick about messy content and that's why as i was saying we're trying to make this a little different we're trying to make this relevant fantasy conversation and talk for um Messi's impact on the fantasy game how he's been um just ranked going in his his potential stats his current price impact on other players things like that you may have already made up your mind on if you're going to have him or not uh, but for those of you who may be on the fence or just eager to engage in the conversation that's what we're doing tonight to talk about Messi. for those of you joining us in chat uh feel free to just pop in with questions and uh we'll just keep this going again A lot of the content that we have for you was based off of feedback that we got from our Discord community whenever I first posed a question of talking about Messi's Fancy Impact, what comes to mind, what do you want to hear? So we're going to start out with the easiest thing and with the price and the reaction to his position because Blaine Ashley and I were all involved with Skylar in looking over some of the positional rankings uh, at the beginning of this season, which I will go ahead and own up to now they tended to be a bit more in line with skylar's thinking than i did but <laughs> i am not bitter at all but let's just start right here those of you in the chat feel free to chime in here 15 million and a midfielder was this right was this the best place to put him ashley
2: i mean he's a midfielder for sure i think i i would never I'd categorize him any other way and i think when you look at Other players that we have in the game who play similar positions and similar styles, they're also listed as midfielders. Um, I non-jokingly had a conversation with Skyler myself, I think a couple weeks before it was confirmed. Um, But it was, the rumor was so hot that it seemed inevitable. Um, And I told him, honestly, I thought he should come in at eighteen. That was an actual number that I said non-jokingly because I thought that that was his value. And I know, like Reed said, the league has puffed a lot of smoke into this. Literally, when I pull up fantasy, I pulled up to look at a stat for something, and the ad on my fantasy desktop is the greatest. Is here, like you can't avoid it. It's every, it's everywhere. Um, but I think when we're looking at it from a from a data point of view, um, yeah, he should be the most expensive player in the game i think the position is right i think 15 million makes much more sense i i wasn't joking (laughs) um but i think 18 would have been uh, uh, too much um just based on where every other midfielder or or striker i guess if you compare him to that um sits point wise um but i think that the price is good and i definitely um you know agree with the with the position
0: Blaine, your thoughts. Was this the best place to put him to make him selecting him a tough decision at midfield?
1: Yeah, uh, positionally, it's the best thing for him, for the game as a whole. If he was a forward, he would be on everybody's team every week for the rest of the season, and nobody would ever change him because he's going to get bonus points. Wherever you put him, he's going to have some bonus points. And if you get a bonus point producing forward, his floor is going to be a five or a six. And everybody's going to take him when we you've got it later on. How many goals and assists does he have this season? When you've got a guy who can put together a five or a six-point floor, we're talking about Carlos Vela level when he was in his prime, what, three, four years ago. He was on everybody's team because he was a guaranteed five as the forward. You don't find that every day. So he had to be a midfielder. And what we've seen in League's Cup so far, he's playing as a 10. I mean, he is truly playing as a 10 for this team in that midfield role we all kind of expected him to end up playing that role he's not a second striker he's not a winger he's not going to play your target forward he's going to play that creative little bit deeper than he normally has played for club level but that's where he fits in this league so yeah i think it's absolutely right to have him at a midfielder i'm with ashley though i think 15 is too cheap i really do i said 20 (laughs) I mean, yeah.
2: a guy like him. Wow, I, I love of you. That's crazy. I feel like I'm usually the most exaggeratory, and then you, and then Reed. <laughs> so Well, we flip this time.
1: I get it, but what's your team value right now? I'm on the yeah, page. Exactly. And I, I've but got I, 140. I
2: like, play three scrubs to start. Messi. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like there's, there's no choice. There's no. Oh, do we take Messi or not? If Messi does what he is capable of doing, everybody's going to take him every week. Yeah. The only question is going to be: Am I captaining him, or am I captaining somebody with a little bit better fixture? Sure. I'm going to I'm
0: going to push back on two things that you said. One, he has yet to be listed on an official lineup as in the number ten spot. He's, I was going to say that he's as either He's been, playing yeah. as a
2: seven. He's playing as the front right winger in a front three, like Christian Espinoza is listed for San Jose. But when you watch him, yeah, he's never. I mean, he'll go out to the right. He'll cut in from the right side, but he. I'd love to see a heat map. Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely on a heat map, he's a 10. But I I also
0: And that's and that's where he's been with his career has been right wing, center forward, secondary striker. Like that's that's been his general area. And I could have seen putting him in a forward spot because of some of that. So that's I think it's a nice, a nice gesture. Beyond the line. And, and, and the mm-hmm. and the other element I'm gonna I understand why you all from a point of privilege, are speaking about Sorry. the cost of Messi. But I will say that I think I think 15 is good for for yeah. him. Um, it, it's, it's because I think you need to look at this from the point of view of a $100 million team. Because yep. what this should be is a new entry point for players into the fantasy game who want to come in and play fantasy with Messi. And yep. those new players are going to start with $100 million. And so I think that's an important thing to yeah. keep in mind. However, I will also add, that's gonna be passive player gain because there's been no communication about trying to ramp this up for fantasy, which is mm-hmm. very unfortunate. However, so, but I will wanna say, while maybe those of us in the 140s would have paid 20, 25 million for, for Messi uh, yeah. as as just a, a tax to, to make it a difficult decision. Sure. I think thinking about this from the point of view of if you just started mm-hmm. a team 15 million is very high for a brand new team considering everything that you have to build and where you're going to maybe have to to cut back at this yeah. time
2: i will say though not to point counterpoint you most people that are p- going to play are already playing do you know what i mean like i, I feel like the messy price tag should be modeled more so to those currently playing than those who might come play because Messi's in the league do you know what i mean like So the 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 predominant team who's going to select Messi isn't a brand new team. It's people with at least 140, if not more, right? So, I you think there's going to be more new teams playing because now Messi's here than established current teams?
0: No, I don't think there'll be more (laughs) new teams than than established current teams. I think there will be some new teams since Messi joined, not near the amount that could have been had there been sure. promotion uh, but I think some people will join to add Messi to sure. that and go yeah. absolutely or do what Gene says and give new players 120 to give them a messy bump give them their yeah. own David Beckham deal and let them have 120 sure. million I so, call
2: that the Zlatan discount personally. that'll work
0: yeah and any of that works but I think we're all in consensus Th- this is pretty fair I- I'm really interested in seeing where he finishes at the end of this season to see how that impacts his points or just what the projections end up being for next year. If you still are just going to have to pay for Messi or if there is any sort of adjustment for where he actually ends up. Um, yeah. But I don't know. That That is the next question, though, is where do you all see his price going as the season wraps up? There's 12 more games for um, Miami. Ashley's going to talk to us a bit more about schedule going on, so I won't go any deeper than that. If you would prefer, I can just give you over-under with some, some numbers for total points and then goals and assists, or you're welcome to sort of free-form talk about it yourself. What's your preference?
2: No, hit, hit, hit us with the over-under.
0: All right, so here we go. Uh, chat, feel free to jump in as well. Uh, so 12 games. We All we know so far is he's played two games. He's had some good results, definitely. Ashley has some stats on that. Uh, but he's not played the full minutes in either game. That all could change. But uh, looking at maybe just average scores for the rest of the season, over under total seventy five points. Ashley, over. Blame.
1: absolutely over. There's twelve games left.
0: So absolutely yeah. over with that. Okay. Okay. So yeah.
1: No, I mean, I mean, as I, my follow up question is Ashley, where would you put your over under number to ask?
2: Um, so this isn't a a great answer, but this is how I'm going to answer. Um, my biggest hang up with the 12 MLS games, only games that matter for fantasy, is that Inter-Miami is still in two tournament competitions, right? So they're going, he's going to be playing, it depends on when Inter-Miami gets out of League's Cup. Do they go all the way so they get hardly any rest when MLS returns? Or do they exit early? Cause that's a factor. And then how far are they going in open cup? Because that's also yeah. a factor, right? Um, so let if I'm just assuming that they have no more right, they he gets enough rest from League's Cup, they don't go all the way, they lose to Cincy in the in the open cup semifinal. Thank so you. we're just we're just you're welcome. We're just looking at MLS now. I think that hit I mean I would put over under 12 games at le- at least probably 85 okay a hundred wouldn't bowl me over but that's you know close to double digits every game and I don't know if he'll play every game that that's what's like holding me yeah, back. yeah
0: 75 is averaging a little over six points a game so I yeah, said I really I really went with an average number here yep. that that was my goal of like let's see if we're thinking his floor is going to be six to seven points let's just say
1: but if his floor point. is six to seven then he's going to hit that easy because you're not factoring but, in gold no, that, that's that, what i'm that's saying i was saying close but you're to... also
0: potentially you're not you're not considering twos zeros, yeah anything like that so that's what I'm, i just said if we just if he just got six or seven points for the rest of the season sure yeah, so that's what Whitney. I went. I'm trying to. I tried to go middle of the road here to so, make this. Yeah. over-under. I was thinking
1: closer to ninety ninety five for an yeah. over under because that's averaging that eight points a game. But it's. I know it's on your rundown. Your next question is, you had over under on goals, com- goals and assists coming up, and yeah. I think that 15. really has to over-under, be... over under goals
0: assists fifteen. What do you think?
1: Uh, over again. I mean, I think he's going to average about one and a half to two contributions a game between those so if it's at one and a half that's easily over and i mean if he's getting a goal and an assist or two goals and an assist every three game every two games or something like that that's pretty that's going to be strong for him
0: so you're 18
1: to 24 yeah i'm in that range
2: i i don't know what what range i am i mean i now i'm getting a, a tiny bit ahead of myself but that's okay last season in 32 starts he had 32 goal contributions in lagoon um so that's a goal contribution a game right mm-hmm. But fantasy point wise it definitely didn't spread out like that right there were some games where he didn't have a goal contribution do you see what i mean there's some games where he didn't have a goal contribution Then the next game he had two or whatever right mm-hmm. so i think it's i also think that he will have more than 15 um but i'm kind of starting to like want to pace myself if that makes sense because i i'm not trying to over inflate messy as like a break the fantasy game type of a thing but also like i kind of think he's going to break the fantasy game do you know what i'm saying like I just, like, the more we talk about it, I'm like, God, this is almost like, is he paying us? Are we getting a cut of the Adidas money to just, like, hype him up this much? But I I really do. Wait, we could have done that? Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I would love to get a cut of that. Um, but I really do, I really do I think mean, he's going to score with, or contribute more than 15 times. Um, yeah, with, it's with a huge sample size, but what he's done already and then, if you look at what he's done in his last two seasons, I guess if you just look at PSG, yeah, I mean, he'll get, he should get more than 15 if he plays in all those games. If he plays a 60 minute mark in all of those remaining 12 games, I think he gets more than 15 goal, goals and assists. And,
1: and I don't want to bash on our league, but we're not a very defensive focused league. And the Eastern Conference has definitely not been that defensive-minded half of MLS.
2: Well, wait till you wait I, till I get the schedule because you'll really enjoy. Yeah,
1: it. yeah. So, I mean, there's a few so teams, the teams that he has to match up against. Mm-hmm. Like Red yeah. Bulls are notorious for shutting down a guy in the middle of the park. Sure. That's that's one of those games you circle and you do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Columbus looks. Like they're getting better all the time. I don't know if that's on their schedule though. Like, so now we're getting into that. And then I've seen someone there. I know he's got they got Toronto coming to Miami. That could be a goal fest where he has four contributions right there.
2: So I'm looking.
1: I'm looking at MLS as a whole, and I go. Yeah. He's he struggled last year a little bit in League One, playing against top flight European players. He's now coming over to MLS, and yeah, the top end of MLS is not a slouch and he's going to struggle a little bit at times in those games, but then he gets to face off against some of the bottom feeders in MLS. And I think he can just
2: feast. This is a, this isn't a helpful fantasy set, but one thing I'll really like bet it all on is if Messi plays 60 minutes in any of these remaining 12 games, I do not think that man gets a two. I don't think we see a two from Messi in sixty minutes against any of these teams in MLS. If he's if he's playing, do you know if he goes sixty, there's not a two coming out of that. I don't. I don't think so. And you know, we are notorious for saying, "Oh, I want to see how someone settles in," and like we're not. You know, that's like the subtitle of this podcast is we aren't going to pick him up yet. Right. Um, This is the exception to. All of those other Well, That's that a I good that. that's a good point, but I would
1: say that just fantasy implications for Messi, but in general, yeah. anybody who is joining an MLS squad and playing in League's Cup immediately removes that, oh, I want to see how they do. You yeah. may not see their points, but you can go catch their highlights. You can go talk to those fans. You know how these players are slotting in with mostly so, first-team sides playing competitive like said, matches.
2: Uh, like I put in in, in my notes, I am i can't factor in touches and bonus points and all of those things, but against Atlanta, at home, against a pretty regular-looking Atlanta lineup, bare minimum, with just minutes played and goal contributions, that's an 18-point game for Messi. Mm-hmm. And I think just from watching it, because we, we did watch it, I think it's at least a 24-point game
1: mm-hmm. with,
2: with bonus points. So, I mean... You know, yeah, because I'm. They had a shutout too, right? So I'm also missing that midfielder shutout. So nineteen points. Um But yeah, I mean, so let's. Can, do you mind, Reed, Can we get into to schedule? Is that cool?
0: Yeah, the one thing I was going to say is, is, give me a number. How many over? Oh. Where, where are you at? Blame was eighteen to twenty-four.
1: So I'm I going to bring say, this back. I'm going to
2: say 20, and I'm not trying to like meet in the middle, blame, but I'm going to say 20. I'll give yeah, you 18
1: to 20. I could see him being a 10 10 type of guy. I could also see him only having about eight, seven, eight goals, mostly from free kicks, but then crushing it on assists and having something like 15, 16 assists with the guys around him, too. I could see him just becoming an assist machine. Yeah.
0: Okay. I am going to go with um under. And the reason that I'm going to go with under, I will hold so as not to spoil anything coming up in the conversation, but I will refer back to to under right here. I think uh, I, I'm out on the points. I think we'll get a little bit over 75 with the points. So I think I do think over, but maybe not huge over like you guys were talking about, yeah. um, But but I will go under with goals and assists. But, Ashley, you did a yeah. lot of work this week, and I mm-hmm. want to call you out for that because sure. you, were, you were stoked about this. And so you want to talk about stats and schedule with Messi and Miami, and I want you to do that. So just, just yeah. take it away.
2: Thank you. So one thing that I wanted to do, um, when I think of fantasy implications for Messi, there's so many hypotheticals. There's so many willy, wony, Kenny, is he – is much better than whomever. And so something that I wanted to do, because there's just 12 games we're gonna get points from with him. I wanted to look at the remaining schedule and what other similar, and to say similar is like the most air quote thing in the world because I don't think there's a player in this league currently who's as good as Messi. Um, but point production wise or generally um but if i look at comparable players who have played a similar schedule so i am only looking at eastern conference guys i think you could put evander espinoza maybe nico ladero if you're being super generous um you know a couple other people on from the western conference in the drew perhaps hector herrera um I'm not looking at any of them because what I want to do is I want to look at the games Messi has left and what do I think he could possibly get out of those games. And so the best way to do that from my perspective was to look at what guys like Zella, Almada, Heal, Mukhtar, and Lucho got out of those games. I think you could talk about Gazdag, but his points are much more um, penalty kick skewed um, than some of the other players. But I think he's a perfectly – just so no one gets mad at me. I think you could also look at him, but I didn't. So what I did is I went and looked at the schedule um, and who Miami is playing and where I think that there's definitely factors that come into this that I didn't consider. Like when those other players played, were they missing anybody? Was there a weather delay? I, I I don't have the, the, the time or the energy in in this week to do those things. I just want to look at what did they score? What did they score in the same situation? So the lineup that Messi's looking at for the remainder of MLS is home to Charlotte, a very weak defensive team. Away to Red Bull, a team that's good for, you know, with a 10, but again I don't think that a 10 and Messi is the same thing. Um home to Nashville, who's been very hit or miss defensively, but not a lot of shutouts on the season. Um, away to LAFC, where Eastern Conference teams have actually really struggled um for the most part this season. Home against sporting. I won't say anything because I don't want to hurt Blaine's feelings, but I think we all know how that should shape out. Um, away to Atlanta, again, a pretty weak defensive team, even in their home stadium. Home versus Toronto, which should just be an absolute slaughter. Away, yes, to, <laughs> away to Orlando, um, which is the closest thing in Miami have to a rivalry game. Um, so I think that even though it's away, it's not that away. It's just in Orlando. Home versus NYCFC, which is a defensive team in flux. Away to Chicago, who has started to get consistent but is still, you know, not a shutout happy team. Home to Cincinnati, which I think is probably their biggest defensive mashup on the schedule. And Thank then you. away to Charlotte, which is something I never thought I'd say three years ago. Um, and then away to Charlotte, who again, has been pretty poor all around, but definitely defensively, mm-hmm. um, even at home. I think at home, they've been a little bit better. Um, so when I went and looked at that data, Charlotte on the road had the least amount of data, but Almada earlier this season put up an 11. So I'm looking at a double digit game there. Away to Red Bull was the lowest point producing fixture that those other midfielders faced. Um, Zella had a three, Almada had a two, and Lucho had an eight um reed will probably be very happy because Lucio seems to do the best play protection against all of these different teams which is hilarious and some of them haven't played these teams yet, or haven't played these matchups yet um so it's a it's not a full data view um and it's also not factoring in other aspects that i think are important like what were the lineups and who was there i'm just looking at it like i said in a general way so uh home against nashville um, Zella put up a five, and Lucio posted an eleven. Um, and then away to LAFC, like I said, was a was a tough one for for Eastern Conference so far. Almada with a three, heel with just a one, um, and then Mukhtar with a nine. And then Sporting Kansas City, the only data from that was heel, um, and he posted a nine against them as well. Um, at Way to Atlanta, 15s um, Toronto surprisingly not as much points. Um, Almada had eight, heel had seven. Mukhtar had five. Lijo had 13. Um, and then the rest of these games are pretty consistent, high single-digit numbers for most of these players, um, except for away to Charlotte. Away to Charlotte, we see some uh, two different 11s, and a 13 and a 7. Um, so again, you know, I don't want to just keep reading a ton of numbers and get bored because you guys know I don't love math. But generally... I thought that looking at how those players played and how they played against these same fixtures, um, it just made me like, I wasn't going to already, but really confirmed to me how kind of good these matchups are going to be for him. Um, I think the only one that gave me a little bit of pause was a way to Red Bull and a way to LAFC. Um, but a way to LAFC is going to be such a shit show of promo because it's LAFC, right? Like that might be the biggest media-wise game that's left on Inter-Miami's calendar, unless they get into a trophy game, because that would be a big deal too, right? But a way to LAFC out of conference, you know, in Los Angeles, huge stars on that team. Um, I I think that that will be kind of a challenge, but then everything else to me um just lines up so well that if if this lineup or that you know these matchups I guess were for Zella or Almada or Heel or Mukhtar or Lucho, I would pick them up for almost all of them. Like there's not a fixture on Messi's fixture list that I wouldn't pick up those guys for. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. So um it just makes him even more desirable. Um and it was just kind of interesting to see how comparable players fared in these matchups at different point of the season
0: so i'm going to jump in because it ties back like i was saying with my over under love it love all the data and this is definitely a very favorable schedule for Messi. i still wonder how the entire miami team is going to rise up to that uh and how they might change with some of their tactics with, with the f- defense or what the, the two elements I want to mention most about the stats that you gave, and, and if you have the feedback and you're waiting for a prompting, I hope this is the prompting, is of those 12 games, four pairs of them are DGWs. Miami has four double game weeks coming up when we start back here. So round 24, round 25, round 26. So three DGWs back to back to back, and then round 28, so the second to last second to last game those are all dgws messi has not played 90 minutes yet i don't know if he'll get to 90 minutes he may not be a 90 minute man and to bring this conversation up slightly in the conversation i question even if we'll see significant time on turf because the teams are already going out saying we're not changing out for grass i don't think he does not play at all on those games i mean to not he he may but just sort of the snub of the way the ticket prices are going to come out to the game for Messi to not dress because you have turf is is a huge, I think, down for, for the league. And so I think he plays during yeah. all of these games somewhat, but that he gets reduced minutes during the DGWs, reduced minutes during that and so all those other players you're we talking about are guys where we might have talked about, would they split minutes, but we'd probably assume that they'd be pushing a hundred during a DGW, where we might be wondering if Messi's going to be pushing 90 during a DGW, maybe. And so that's going to impact the potential for the points. And so that's where I see maybe some of these DGW rounds, not giving us, the kind of point returns that we're thinking would have happened with two games back to back. Like, we're not going to get maybe a nine and a 12, we might get a four and a nine, something like that. And so I think that's where the, the goals and assists are going to dry up a little bit. And I think that's why I think we might get to that six, seven average, but maybe, maybe closer to that, maybe not an over under, but maybe, maybe closer to that because of how some of those are going to, to average out because of that DGW schedule with some of the travel. I mean, looking at that, you were talking about, I had um, I had one loaded up just a second ago, that round 24 LAFC game going to be mm-hmm. huge. They're home, kind of their home playing Nashville, then flying out to Los Angeles to then fly back to be able to play at home to Sporting Kansas City before a shorter road trip up to Atlanta. I mean, this is going to be big travel for Messi as well for during the season. I mean, the guy's been international flying around. No doubt that he's professional with it, but it's going to be a little bit different.
1: Our travel's a little bit different.
2: I mean, everybody's talked about that, right? Everybody that's come to this league has talked about how different that is. You know, how, how the travel has impacted their performance. And when you look at, I hate to use the word retirement, but when you look at other players, Drogba, Zlatan, Thierry Henry, um who've come into the league they didn't touch turf i think zlatan did once um Drogman never did and Henri famously would not right um so it, it definitely leaves a question but i totally agree with you Reed. part of what this signing is is publicity right and for garber to have already said Oh no, he's you know. I want you to put down turf or however he said it. I'm I'm obviously like misquoting what he said, but um, it was quite clear, you know, that they expected um, teams to accommodate, maybe even move stadiums. I I'd, I'd read that right that they were talking about um, New England playing somewhere else or or sorry, not New England, um, Atlanta Atlanta playing somewhere else, which. Is ridiculous because Mercedes Benz holds so many people. (laughs) Um, and that's, you know, kind of the only, and then Charlotte also, um, but where are they going to go? Right. So I think he's going to play. I agree with you. I don't think they're going to sell all these tickets at a face value. That's obscene, um, for the inner Miami game. And Messi's not going to at least be there, at least come in in the 80th minute or something. Right. Um, but I just kind of don't, I think that's where we're going to see a difference in success. Like this is how messy is going to be the differential. Do you know what I mean? How, when you look at him coming into the league, it's kind of like, well, sure. Everybody's going to pick him up every week, but they're not because there's going to be double game weeks. Like you're saying. So, Nashville, home, LAFC away, that's double game week. SKC, home, Atlanta away, that's double game week. Toronto, at home, Orlando away is the most feasible one because the home game and then Orlando, Orlando's not really travel. Um, And then Chicago, away, Cincinnati at home is his final. So I think the way that he becomes a differential to all of us is who has the, you know, wherewithal to pick him up on some of those doubles when we don't know what he's going to do, what they're going to do, how they're going to manage his minutes um, and who passes on him for someone that's a more viable, more consistent, bigger pool of data, double game week type of midfielder. Do you know what I mean?
0: No, absolutely. I get it. But at least that's that's where I have some of my hesitation of of what's that consistency, what's that point's going to be. I think you're right. I mean, I, I think we will have a 90 minute game. I don't think he's never not necessarily going to play 90. And if I said that before I and mean, just thinking through it now, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but 180, no, That's what yeah, 120, I 120, I question. So Does even stuff like me? that, but
1: but he doesn't need that all those minutes. I mean, I we've seen it, we've seen it with Zella multiple times because I equate him to Zella as a player, just better. He's on set pieces. He's on free. He takes all those free kicks. He takes penalties. Like he's got all of these other things going for him. as well that where he doesn't need all of the minutes and all of the bonus points to make it have an impact in a short amount of time. And I I, I think Reed, I think you're right. I think he's going to play in every game ticket prices are there. And I wouldn't be surprised if there is a line in his contract that says he has to appear for about 30 minutes, every game, minimum 30 minutes, unless he is legit injured and unable to take the field. Like I they've given him too much, he's getting a chunk of the Apple money. There is there are too many things in the contract to pay him where they're not going to get some guarantees for this that he is going to play. That and I just think he's a competitive guy. And if oh, Miami sure. and the worse Miami does results wise with him there, the more he is going to play to try to get them in the playoffs. Like this is a push to the playoffs. If they are, if teams ahead of them keep winning and Miami starts winning, you're going to see his minutes go up week, week over week. And he's going to play more in those double game weeks because they have to get into the playoffs with this move. Like it is a, it is a huge loss for Beckham and Miami, but it's also a huge loss for MLS if Messi doesn't make the playoffs.
2: I don't think so because they still have contention for two trophies. It's not about that though.
1: It's, do you yeah, really want the rate do you really want the regular season to end and then Messi's done for the
2: year yeah because MLS needs,
1: does not want that
2: right if he's gonna play through all of next season he needs to take some time he had like how many weeks off you know before he came here like because he because of the Copa tournament and stuff like not a lot yeah now the
1: I mean, other thing
2: you say um
0: eight 18 points like I mean there yeah that's that's a big ask.
2: From the playoff line, they're 18 from the playoff line.
0: They're 18 points total.
2: How many are they from the line now? 12. Uh, that's I mean, I games, that my they're, they, on it, they're playing
1: some of the teams they could leapfrog too. So, 100,
2: yeah. I mean, that's, I think I think there's some points to be had.
1: In, in, the, yeah. in, this, in this. Yeah, and that's the thing. Pictures, but everybody's expecting playoffs from this team. And I think that means more minutes for Messi. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to back off on that. I think he's playing here to win. And that he's just, he's going to keep going. And I think as he gets more acclimated to the league and the travel, he, you're going to see more minutes, especially on the back end of these and the games where you want to get those points and the games we like later 20, week, 26 is Toronto and Orlando. That's a game where that's a set where he could play. I can see I, that, 120. I think Orlando that one. could be a little. I think Orlando could put up a fire. I think I think no, 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 no. I think I just, Orlando. I, think I see does... that is a I see that is a 120-minute game. Sure. Or 120-minute okay. double game week. I same see. with same with 28. Uh Chicago and Cincinnati. I see him getting 45, 60 against Chicago, and then potentially going the full 90 against Cincinnati because that's a huge game for them.
0: We shall see. We shall see. Uh but if if they are gonna make it. I'm saying right now that it's got to be on more than just Messi to get them there. So who else is going to be impacted fantasy-wise by Messi's presence, Ashley?
2: So I can't believe I'm going to say this. I Don't sleep on Sergio Busquets because Sergio Busquets does not play in a way. First of all, he's a midfielder. So the, that's the biggest strike against him is he's a midi, And you're never going to pick up Busquets and not pick up Messi. Um, and how many times are we saying I want eight midfielders and I can only have five. Right. So, um, I think it's easy to have him be the first one out of your team because he's just holding a, a too valuable of a, of a spot. Um, but the connection that those two have, um, and the experience that he has, um, and we, we do, you know, often see some of these more experienced eights come in and, um, you know, do well uh, in in the league. But um, I could definitely see this impacting him just because of the chemistry that they have. But my number one, like, focus here from this existing roster is Joseph Martinez. I think that, excuse me, if he can stay healthy, that he is going to be the biggest factor um, of the messy benefit if if you will um I I want it for Campana but I don't know that I think it, it doesn't seem like that will be the case <laughs> if that makes sense so he is probably the one that I'm looking at the most and then DeAndre Gedlin um mm-hmm. <clears throat> defensively down that same side sorry you can cut that out I'm choking on nothing um, DeAndre Yedlin down that same right side is someone who I think could get a lot of benefit from Messi as well.
1: Blake, yeah, I think the defense as a whole gets a huge boost off of this. Um, I'm a big one that talks about the more you can hold the ball, the better off your defense is, and I think just the bringing Messi in, Miami's going to have that possession total go way up. And that's going to be do nothing but good things for this defense. They're going to, the clean sheets are going to go up. They're going to get a little more rest. It's just going to make them a little bit sharper. So I think everything, and then actually spot on with Yedlin. I think the overlaps on that side, the amount of focus Messi's going to take, the space is going to free up. Yedlin might be the single biggest benefactor on that team over what we've come to expect from him compared to what he is capable of. Um, you open up space for him. His crosses get deadlier. He's got a little bit more time to pick him out. Everything just works. And Martinez is the obvious one, other one that you have to look at. Just if Messi's going to be creating, Martinez probably going to be the guy scoring him. But one name to watch out for is this kid, Taylor. He's already played in 19 games, he's only cost $6 million he and Messi had that huge connection in the last, um, leagues cup game. I think he had two of the goals that Messi set up there. He's just, he looks really good with him in leagues cup. And if that chemistry continues to build, he could be a cheap option to actually double up in midfield here with this team. And that's hard to do with that many midfield spots, but if he's going to play that well on certain, there's certain matchups that are already highlighting that I think are going to be huge for them, but a no, defense is, but the biggest two takeaways, I mean, the biggest one is their defense is instantly more viable just with a lot less possession for the opponents.
0: And of course that assumes that, that he's still in that role because there are other talks about uh, players that could come in to the league along with, Messy playing in that side, so uh, yeah, Taylor may be there right now, playing at, at that wing position, trying to provide some service. But um, it might not always be. But him. again, he's I, another
2: I, idiot, right? Like, what do you really want to take up two midfield spots from a guy who couldn't get points before? Me- do you know what I'm saying? Like, sure, yeah, I don't know. I agree. That, up. yeah,
1: my that would be a definite wait and see type of player like okay is Taylor's form with Messi and League's Cup gonna carry over to MLS if it does you've got to keep an eye on him if it doesn't carry over okay
2: well Mike Reed said is he even still gonna be playing like are they that's the other one <laughs> they're signing people left and right you know is is he gonna is he gonna be there even?
0: And I think it's going to be hard to, to double up when you're comparing against other players like Reynoso and Gald and Heal and Acosta. that doubling up there. I think if you're going to follow your train of thought, considering him like Azela, that it is a, a pair up with with Martin. If he is going to be mm-hmm. getting some bonus, then that's the obvious one. I question the defense. Uh, I, I don't know if this is where everyone just focuses on getting the ball up into Messi, that some of the defense can suffer or if there become opportunities there for them to be exploited. Uh, or maybe we get a situation where the the defense does get more pressure because there's balls up there trying to give them to him, turnover, and maybe we see some of the center backs end up with some big bonus point production. Like I don't, I don't know, but but I question the the defensive solidity well, of the team to make to make this be a team that I'm considering three players. I mean, this is, is Does this become a three player team that that I'm? looking at compared to some of the other options. I don't know. I, I don't know if if the defense is really going to be that, that way. I, I get with the lineup with some of these teams here, but I, I some mean, of these teams have also been able to score, and that's not changed about this team.
1: This this was a Miami defense that didn't start off the season that terribly either. They didn't. They didn't,
0: and, but they and, have conceded.
1: Yeah, they have, and I'm not saying that. i just saying you give these guys a little less, pressure coming at them you give opponents a little less possession which is what i say they get that little bit of rest in between attacks and it keeps them just that much sharper when they do get called in to make that make that move i just i i don't feel like this defense is as bad as we've seen i feel like we've slept on them a little bit all season and (laughs) controlling more of the ball as a team elevates your defense to a degree and we've seen that across this league for a long time. Yep.
2: Also, Jordi Alba is there now as well as a left back. So, you know, he's one where I think without Messi, I would have said, you know, let's wait and see. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't know. He, I think he could have an impact right away. Not to come right at you, Blaine, but they have only had two shutouts all season, so I don't think we've slept on that defense at all. And
0: as imagine. as Black and Red mentions in the comments, if if uh, Yedlin and Abla are going to be pushing up to provide that service, who's there? Are they re- Are they giving up pressure been. to allow for fast breaks? Yeah, so yep. I I question the positive impact on the defense.
2: Agree. I think Colander maybe with shots. <laughs> they might not keep a shutout, but I bet he'll get a lot of saves.
0: It <laughs> could be. Who knows there. Um, yeah. So we're not coming to this completely blind. We know that Ashley shared some stats with us. And as we've mentioned multiple times, we have been seeing Leagues Cup. We will see more Leagues Cup and some Open Cup games as well. From what you've seen right now, do you feel like you have enough to? Just be like, yes, I'm all in. Or do you want to see some MLS play before you really come to your final decision? Like, is he a differential right now until you see some more actual MLS league play? Or are you like, nope, I got it. He's the GOAT. I I know what's going on. I see the schedule. Uh, I'm all in 100%. Ashley. Uh, Second
2: one. Would you want to say together, Blaine?
1: I mean, oh, uh, oh, I was gonna say spoiler alert for the next round. Uh, Messi's my captain versus, Chicago, versus Charlotte.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick him up out the gate. I was gonna do it no matter what. Like, there was nothing he could have done in League's Cup except for get injured that would have made me not take him. Mm-hmm. But then to combine what he's done with the fact that I already had planned on it. Yeah. I mean, he, as soon as he came in the game, he's in my team. Um, I think, like I said, I think when you do and don't have him on double game weeks, that's going to be the differential mm-hmm. because I, I do think how they manage his minutes there is going to be a factor in, like I said, whether you do or don't have him. Did you go with someone who's definitely going to play a double, um, but isn't messy. And so I don't think he's fixture proof. Um and I don't think he's going to do 180 on those doubles. Um, but he, he, I don't think there's a week where he won't be in my team, honestly. But
0: that that answers the question of player fate. I mean, I think you're right. I mean, he's done enough to be in the lineup. I don't think this is a wait and yeah. see. For, for me, I think we've seen enough of the quality. He's playing against MLS teams. He's played against League AMX teams. So I, I think we, we've seen enough to make some decisions there. Um, I've already commented on the grass question. You all are welcome to add any more if you feel like that at this point. Uh, but player fade. This this could be a situation where I maybe buck my own in tendencies, like I talked about last week, and maybe he's a bench play at times, depending on on what we're seeing, or until you're seeing some more consistent minutes. I don't think it's a fade. Maybe that's a conversation we can have during DGWs about about fading, or does he always become a bench there? But in it, I have to ask. And Blaine, I'm going to start with you. ACM,
1: it's it's really close to that for me. It it really is. Now, I will say, I am at a point in the season, and my overall standing, it doesn't really matter. And ACM might be my way to actually climb. Well, the then ranks. think about the people. Think about the people listening to the yeah. podcast. Um, is he? ACM, always captain
0: Messi Is this legitimately something players should be considering for the rest of the season?
1: If he, if he starts that and if he starts the first game of a double game week, I'm going to say yes. If he's not starting, um, he's a bench play for me a little bit more. I think he will be in my team every week from now until the end of the season. I just, I don't see anything in that schedule that makes me go, I don't. In your team
0: on the field, and your team on the bench.
1: There may be some times he's on the bench, depending on what we see with rotation in the double game weeks. That first one is going to be very telling, what, week 20. Um, If I see him, like, and then if you go like, okay, what's the, uh, what's the highlight one? Um, Red Bulls. It's a single game week. It's at, it's at Red Bulls. If he's not starting, I'm moving him to my bench. Like, that's just the way it is. He won't be – but he will be in that bench capacity. I don't care about the money at that point because he's going to come in and I think he's got the magic to do it. And so, yeah, he's always in my team. And if he's starting, he's probably going to be my captain for the rest of the season. Ashley?
2: Yeah, I'm not full ACM, but – I think I'm more of a talk me out of captaining Messi mindset, if that makes sense. Like it's definitely a consideration. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of, the sample size is so small. There's going to be so much push for the data. Um, but I think I'm kind of writing a little bit of a sentimental rise here, which is I, I get to captain Messi in MLS. I was never really sold that that was even going to happen. Um, I have, for as long as I can remember, always considered him to be the greatest soccer player in the world, to get to put him on my fantasy team and double his points is like an unreal thing. It's not anything too emotional, but like, that's still kind of crazy to me. So yeah, I mean, I'm going to consider it every week. So I definitely, for me, it's definitely not always, but I'm always going to consider it.
0: So the C, the C doesn't stand for captain for you since sense we're always considered messy. Always that, but Black and red chimes in with, he has a, no chance to help captain him at least for this for this first week. So I think when we get to yeah. around 22 discussion, oh. that'll that'll be some good talking points there. Yeah. But um, I, I'm not ACM. That's what it is. I, I want to take it. I want to see more of what's going on. I think having him in a conversation of, of who you're looking at based on the lineup for this roster, not the roster, totally. for the schedule that we've seen, uh, yeah, this I think this feels like a weaker schedule for Miami to round out the season with, and maybe that was the plan from day one, with the hope that Messi came was to make it make it thus. But um, I don't think that automatically makes him always captain. If nothing else, simply because of the stats you already shared, Ashley, about some of the other players who have proven to be consistent, have points to with the back them have. Teams that are in form, gelling together, and also have things equally valuable to play for um, within their Miami 4% chance of making the playoffs based on 538. So that is pretty messy chances. So we'll see if that 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 adjusts. It's
2: pretty messy right and every friend he's bringing with him. We exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Barker Jr. down there in uh, yeah. in uh, Miami. But uh, so, you know, I – It's not always for me, but I think it's fair to to have him in the the conversation. We'll definitely be, we'll be having that conversation during our weeks as well. So those are the questions I had lineups. Anything else you all want to mention fantasy impacts of Messi on Miami in the rest of the the season?
2: I think the one thing I'll say what black and red said made me think of it. And I do agree with him that it's probably kind of foolish to captain him right out of the gate, but, um, I don't think teams are going to have a plan yet. Like when you think of some of the bigger signings that have come in and like teams that have been able to adjust and teams that haven't, I don't think anything the first couple weeks is going to work. I don't think anything anybody's going to do is going to be able to, unless it's like foul based, which is like a pretty messed up thing to do. Cause like if you Mm -hmm. hurt the world will hurt you. But I think those first few rounds are actually where he'll probably be able to play the most free because no one will have been able to stick to a game plan for him. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. So I actually really kind of highlight his, you know, home match against Charlotte as, as one where, I
1: don't out. know.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, um, and then at Red Bull, makes me a little more nervous and then everything else for a while is double. So um, I actually think, some of his bigger points are going to come from those early rounds where teams haven't figured out what to do yet um but that's uh, purely hypothetical um just based on you know how other big names have have come into the league and then kind of not teetered off but you you know you could tell that people figured out how to play them a little bit more zella has that a lot right like there's some teams that he just can't pick up points against um, or some places he can't pick up points against and then he'll go home and it's a completely different thing. Right. So I, yeah, I, I kind of think the beginning assuming he plays um, which I think he definitely will that Charlotte home game. And then also assuming they get some rest from League's cup. um, I think that could be where some of them, the bigger point productions come from, but
1: yeah. Yeah, one thing I would add, just more MLS-based, and we we discuss it in fantasy, is players generally struggle with the physicality in MLS. We can be a very brutal league. Um, guys just don't have the same control they have in Europe. There's not the same emphasis on protecting stars because the stars over here are not the huge money stars that they are in Europe. That said, Messi has been on the receiving end of numerous brutal tackles in his career. And because he is so skilled with the ball at his feet, one of the best defenses against him is just hacking at him. And so I don't think the adjustment period to the physicality of MLS and having to fight through getting hacked at is going to be there for him like it is for other players. That's just knowing who we've got and knowing how our league plays. I think he's going to adjust to it just fine because it's what he's dealt with week in and week out his entire career. When you're that good, the only thing you can do is just kick him in the shins. And it it sucks to say that.
2: Who's going to do that to Messi? Do you know what I'm saying? You say that, but
1: they did that. (laughs) They did that in Europe all the time. Like that's just been, and it's not really, it's not like going out maliciously kicking him in the shins. It's, You leave your foot in there. That sounds like
0: what you just said.
1: Yeah. But you leave your foot in there a little bit longer. You make sure you trip him instead of let him dribble by you.
2: And then once you flip him up, you ask him if you can have his jersey at the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Nobody's trying to hurt him, but they're just they're leaving their feet in there. That's the only way you can slow him down at times. He's going to do that. And so the foul bonus points may be there if he starts dribbling through guys like crazy too. Oh, for sure. So it's I don't the what we always talk about these finesse players struggling to transition to MLS. And I don't think he's that guy. All right.
0: That's fair. Well, that's all that we have for the show tonight. Thank you so much, everyone for joining us. I hope this was uh, a fun conversation for you a little bit different coming up next week. We are going to be talking about our favorite additions uh, to the league or just any other important notes for changes that have happened Uh before round 22 comes out uh, to lineups. Do you know things like, as we said at the beginning of the show, Zella going to Saudi Arabia, things like that that you need to know before you're planning your teams. We're not going to get too deep into it, so we may just sort of pick maybe our top 10 or our top five and, and go through it because that's going to overlap with some of our content for the round 22 preview. But we're going to be talking about some of our favorite changes that we're looking forward to uh, coming into the league um, next week. So that's going to be our final League's Cup break. Uh, discussion and it should be a lot of fun before we do there let's let's do plugs ashley
2: um i'm the, you know they won't ever know but i'm just gonna plug the women's national team and i hope people wake up and watch and if they don't wake up i hope they at least go to bed and think positive vibes for them because i love the women's world cup and it's just been so fun to have it back and um, mm-hmm. after you know like an oddly timed men's world cup this past year so um yeah just plugs to them i hope i hope today works out
1: as well as uh, I'm hoping, Blaine. Yeah, it's a great shout, Ashley. I'll be waking up for it. I can. I was thinking back. I don't know that I've missed a well, our women in a World Cup game in my lifetime. I don't think so, I watched. Really. I watched him as a kid. I've woken up for games. I, yeah. And it, it's two a.m. here for me, and it's just like, do I wait? Do I keep the streak going? And I think I have to. It's just, it's one yeah, of those. Okay. Yeah. I'm really tired. <laughs> yeah, catch them, support them. This has been uh, the probably the worst team we've put into the World Cup compared to the field that I can remember. Compared to the field, I'm not talking about worst overall, just compared to the field we're playing against, we do not have the advantages we usually do. And so they just tune in and catch what you can because I think this is going to be one of the more exciting runs as they actually have to fight through this.
0: All right, well, I'll do the usual plugs. Then have to thank the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community. Thank you so much, everyone who contributed to the questions that we have. Uh, I really appreciate that that feedback, even though I confuse people some. And of course, thanks to everyone who helps make that a great community. All the people in our club chat, all the the people who help moderate and admin, and people who come in with with guest spots. Like it's it's such a great uh, community, and you all your willingness to help is is fantastic. And those of you who are just finding it out. The easiest way to become a member of our Discord community is heading over to mlsfantasyboss.com slash Discord and just click on the link right there. It's fun, it's easy, it's free. And of course, we've been quiet a little bit at mlsfantasyboss.com right now, but don't worry. When all the fun starts back, we'll get Ranch's articles back in there. Who's got a job now, by the way, so we hope
2: we'll get for different him. Ranchals <laughs>
0: in there, exactly. And of course, we'll get our Discord player poll going right there because we have to find out where Messi is at this yes. inaugural season. So it's going to be... Uh, very, very fun. But thank you again for joining us. I hope you join us again next week. But as always, (laughs) good luck.